Welcome to the Heart Matters Podcast with your host, Ibn Leon. Join us as we explore the intricacies of spirituality and self-improvement. Gain a fresh perspective on enhancing your spiritual, emotional, and mental well-being through the fusion of spirituality and self-improvement. Enjoy Ibn's engaging conversations with guests from diverse backgrounds. They share unique perspectives on personal growth and holistic health. From spiritual leaders to relationship experts, entrepreneurs to creatives, each episode delivers knowledge and inspiration. Tune in to the Heart Matters podcast for profound conversations and practical advice empowering you to live your best life. Chapter 5 Inspiring Stories Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Heart Matters Podcast. This is Chapter 4 Who Are You? Episode 7 we are rolling along with this chapter here. I might have about 10 of these, you know, because I like this chapter, you know, because, uh, you know, I like for people to tell me who they are minus some things. So we invited Amos Schwartzfarb here. He's an angel investor and he does music in his spare time. You know, he got it blurred in the background, but, I, you know, I saw his studio. He got his microphones and his equalizer and everything on, <laughs> all yeah, popping off here. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's see that. Yeah, let's see that. All right, well, Amos, tell the people a little bit about yourself before we get started here. Uh, sure. Uh, born on the East Coast in, uh, in, in the Bronx, raised in North Jersey, lived in California, uh, got my career started in California in the 90s, uh, moved to Austin, Texas in uh, 2008. First 20 years of my career, mostly uh, did stuff in, in on the operating side of startups. Last eight years, I've been running Techstars here in Austin. Um, I uh, love I love outdoor sports. I'm an avid cyclist, and I like playing and listening to music, as you could tell. Wow. All right, so what do you mean? What do you mean you're an outdoor cyclist? You know, ain't that the place you're supposed to do it? Avid cyclist. Oh, avid. avid oh, okay. Cyclist. Okay. So, how many times? How many times a week you riding here? Uh, five to seven. Wow. Yeah, I used to race bikes. I don't any longer. I haven't raced in about six years, but I raced bikes for probably close to twenty years. Okay. Why'd you stop? Um, mostly because as my kids got older and I had to make a decision of where I was going to spend my time, something had to go and I wanted to spend time with my kids. And so in order to, um, do that, I stopped training and going out on weekends to races so I could hang out with my family. Hmm. Nice decision. I'm yeah. sure you don't regret it at all. Not a single, not for a second. That's right. Yeah. I know that's right. Yeah. All right. So. I'm doing, I did this series. I didn't send it to you, but I'll probably send it to you after this because I'm just giving it away because, yeah. you know, I have a, I have a problem with this masculinity issue. You know, I see and hear some men doing some things that are not good. 
So I did a, a nine volume audio series called the masculinity map. Mm -hmm. Right. So I dealt with everything in this series from the historical perspective, meaning how people around the world and at different periods of, the, uh, 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 of time define what masculinity should look like. Right. All the way to the ninth volume where I dealt with masculinity and sexuality. Mm. Right. So I think it's a pretty good piece, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, I want I want to ask you as a, as a dude, you know what I'm saying? What do you think the most important characteristics? Give me 3 that a man should have in his arsenal. Hmm. The most important 3 characteristics. Well, I will I will answer the question you've asked me, but I want to preface it with that. Um, I I wasn't re I I was brought up pretty egalitarian in thinking, meaning that I I I have I try really hard to not think about a man should have this, a woman should have this, and just a human should have this. Mm -hmm. So I think my answer will be exactly the same. I will frame it around it the way you asked the question, but I really think it is a, a, uh, an attribute that, or three attributes that all humans should have regardless of gender. Um, the, the first is um, kindness. The second is uh, empathy. And the third is uh, strength. Okay. Then, all right. So let's let's deal with the empathy thing because this is something that i had to address in the series right and what i was saying was is that this particular you know because empathy you know it's a part of vulnerability it's part of it right so i was saying in the series that it looks different for men than it does for women it doesn't look the same you know what i'm saying it it, it exists both men and women should have it but yeah. it looks different. It, it well, tell me about that. Just, yeah, describe to me, describe to me what you mean there, so that I understand as we talk about it. What you what you mean? Like, how does it look different? What I'm what I'm saying is is that when it comes to vulnerability, right? Women express it differently than men do, and they should, because mm -hmm. men and women are different. They're not. We're not the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Men are one way and women are another way, you know, intrinsically. You know what I'm saying? Now, there are things that similarities like empathy and kindness and the things that you mentioned yeah. that we share, but they don't manifest themselves in the same way with a man. They shouldn't. This is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? A man should not um, be overly emotional. He shouldn't do that, you know what I'm saying? Because he's a dude. Is that you know your belief? Is that your belief for you? Is that society's belief? Uh, I don't share no, that. No, no, it's it's not my belief. Mm -hmm. It's not my belief. As I mentioned in this series, because, you know, I'm seeing you series so you can hear what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I mentioned in this series, I my father didn't teach me anything positive about manhood. Everything that I learned from my father was negative, Right. So when I got older, I had to go outside the home to get masculine examples, right? So, and then I, be, I adopted the Muslim faith, 
right? I adopted Islam, so it was imperative for me. This was in 1991. Mm -hmm. It was imperative for me to study the religion so that I wouldn't get into any extreme understanding of the religion because that was running rampant in that period, right? Mm -hmm. Where people were teaching an extreme understanding of that religion. So it was imperative for me to study on my own and learn the proper understanding of it. So in doing that, you have to study the lives of the prophets and messengers, mm -hmm. right? So when you study their lives, you see an embodiment of what masculinity should look like. And I gave an example. I gave one example in the series where one of the prophets went to visit a boy who was dying, right? And his father and the prophet and the people that were around knew that the boy was dying. He wasn't going to live. Right. So when the prophet went to visit the boy, he started to shed tears. He started to cry because he was sad that, you know, the father was his son, the mother, right, and the boy's dying. So then one of the companions of the prophet asked him, what is this? Meaning, what are these tears that you're shedding here? Right. He said that it is no, it is not, a, it is from the mercy of God that the heart feels kindness in the eyes shed tears, right? But there was no wailing and, you know, a bunch of, there was none of that. So what I'm saying is, is that that was a moment of vulnerability, but it was manifested in a masculine way where he just shed tears because of sadness, but there was no overly, there was no over, um, uh, how can I put this? There was no, overexertion of what he was feeling emotionally, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So do you, do you understand? <laughs> I understand what you're you understand saying. where I'm coming from? Okay, so that's, that's all I'm saying. That it's present, but a man is going to do it a different way. Whereas with women, you know, it, it, gets, it, it, it gets a little louder. You know what I'm saying? It gets a little louder with them, especially in situations like that where, you know, they're losing a child or something like that. It gets a little louder with that, you know what I'm saying? Which is, there's nothing wrong with it, uh, but there's a, there's a level of, of control that they should exercise as well, but there's nothing wrong with them uh, making the sounds that make it clear that they're, they're grieving, whereas the man is different. You know, he... He's he's got he's got to be a man under all circumstances. He can't he can't change that. He shouldn't. That's all I'm saying. He should he shouldn't change who he is under any circumstances. He should always be in his masculine self. What the problem is is now is that you have men who have stepped outside of that, and they have they have went over here and they're being overly sensitive and overly emotional and. This is a problem. That's all I'm saying. That's a problem. Now, if you don't so, agree, so, yeah, so a question for you: if if you're saying someone is being overly something, yes. What one um, one what what is the measurement stick that says here's the here's the line here's too much or here's not enough or here's just right? So how do you measure overly versus not? And and then who's the holder of that measurement? Like why is there one measurement? Right. It sound, that's what it sounds like you're saying. So I'm just okay, trying to. Okay, so let, let, me, let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. If, let's take me for example. 
if I lose my son, right, and I start wailing, throwing things, and and and, and, cry, and complaining, oh no, why you take what's that? And throw, I'm throwing stuff, pulling my hair, and stuff like this. Do would you view that? Would you view that as as masculine? Would you see that in that way? I wouldn't. I don't see that like that. If you're doing that, you know what I'm saying, and and and, and this is me, and I'm supposed to be a man. No, you ain't supposed. You ain't supposed to be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because you're the one. You know what I'm saying? Who's supposed to be helping everybody else deal with it? Okay, but you're not dealing with it. You're not dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that you can't cry. Of course you can. You know what I'm saying? But what is all this? What's all this stuff you got going on? When you're supposed to be controlling the room, you're supposed to be making sure that everybody else is okay, that everybody else is dealing with it or trying to help them deal with it. You can't do that if you're doing that. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? The man has to have a level of control even in situations like that. He has to. Because that's what men are supposed to do. Men are supposed to have some emotional stability no matter what the situation is. That's what I'm saying. If he's like that, that's not manly. That's what I'm talking about. And all you got to do is look at it. If I see a man reacting like that to a situation, even if it's like that, I'm not going to look at that as man. I'm not. Because it's not. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, you now you could, dis, you could push back because, and I get it, I've heard this argument before, which is one of the reasons why I did this thing. I've heard this. Well, um, that's not society's view of it. Okay, so we're, we're judging masculinity based on what other people think. Is that what we're doing? I'm asking. I'm asking, Amos. Is this what we're doing now? But isn't that isn't that what you're doing anyway? Like, it, so so let me let me let me state it differently. I don't really care what society thinks. I don't really care what you think. If I'm in a situation, and for me, the way to to react is to wail and cry because I had loss, or to not to to stay um, stoic. And control the room that's a choice that i make and if i'm living my truest life i don't really care what you think i don't really care what johnny in the corner thinks or mary in the other corner thinks like if i think if i'm living my truest life that the only person that i owe anything to is myself and my family and in that moment myself so my reaction to what you're saying is i hear what you're I, I I think that your definition here is so fair in the way that you want to view that situation. I think that is totally your prerogative. I don't think it has to be shared by everybody though. Okay, let's let's stay on this for a second. Yeah, yeah. I want mean, I, I, I want to understand this here. Uh, okay, so let's put it this way. Do you do you think that it is masculine for men to be complainers? Um, I think that any human who complains um, ha- would serve themselves well to take a step back and look at the situation that they have in front of them 
and ask themselves what are what are they um, frustrated with? What in that situation are they happy with? Who are they blaming and why are they choosing to blame? That puts them in a situation where they're not taking action and complaining. I think that applies to any human, man or woman. Okay, but okay, but Amos, that wasn't the question. I, I know that what you 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 skirted around it a little bit. I want I want you I want you to be very specific here. Don't skirt. Do you do you think that men should be complainers? Do so you, I, I understand what you you're asking. Okay. Do you think it's okay? Do you think it's okay for a man to be a complainer? I, I, I appreciate the question and I understand why you want me to answer the specific question, but you're asking me a question in a way that I don't view the world. So I, I, I can't answer that question because I don't like, I, I think if you would have asked me that question at a different point in my life, I would answer it very differently than I would today. But the way that I view the world today, I would, ne I would never say a man or a woman should behave a certain way to my earlier point, I think a human should behave a certain way. I don't give a shit if you're a man or a woman. You're a human, you should behave or not behave a certain way. And even by then, everyone has their own standards. So I understand what you're asking me, but I would be untruthful to myself in the way that I view the world if I answered the question you're asking me. All right, well, let's go in another way. Yeah. Do you think or believe, let's... Get rid of the thing thing. Do you believe that men and women are different? Intrinsically. I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about intrinsically on the inside. Do you believe that men and women are different emotionally and psychologically? Do you believe that? Um, I think it's too hard to say emphatically yes or no. Of course, men and women are different. I also think that men and men are different and women and women are different. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The psychological background no, no, no. that you come with. The question that you're asking, like, I get what you're asking me, but like you're at, like it, the, the reverse of this is is if I ask you the same, like if I ask you a question in my worldview about how you view the world like it's hard to answer it like are are people different i think people are different of course people are different yeah yeah not, none, none of us are the same you know I, what I'm I, none I, of us are all of us have differences you know what I'm all of us have differences me like my fingerprints are not the same as yours you know what i'm saying if they look at my dental records and your dental records they're going to be different you know what i'm saying my eye color is not the same as your eye color you know what i'm saying there are differences. We get that. I'm not disputing that at all. What I'm saying is, is that intrinsically, on the inside, are men and women different emotionally? Do they react to situations differently because of their gender, because of the way they were made? I believe they do. I believe that. Okay, great. I'm glad you asked it that question. The way that you asked it was because of their gender. No, I do not believe that they are different. They they should they should behave differently because of their gender. I don't believe that. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, well, that clears it up then. That that, that clears, I should have asked that to begin with because yeah. if if you if you don't believe that, then then, then you intrinsically you believe that we're the same inter internal. 
inwardly we're the same then. Look, you you can't you can't, there's no way you can believe both of those things at the same time. That men and women are different, but they're not different because of their gender. You can't believe both of those well, things. At the same physiolog- time. Physiologically, of course, we are different. Yeah, I'm, I, but yeah. emotionally, they're different as well because one is a man and one you know, is a woman. I, so, from, from a so like from a science perspective, I would say I have not done enough research from a science perspective <laughs> to say that that is a true or false statement my belief is that we that whether you're a man or a woman you should hold yourself to the standards you believe and hold yourself to those standards we're not we're not talking about standards that's a separate subject that's a separate subject entirely amos standards are standards can be measured in many ways and i talked about this last night on live stream stand your standards are the friends that you choose. That's part of your standards that you have. You know what I'm saying? So that's a different subject. You know what I'm saying? If you choose, you know, friends who, who, who are not good people, you know what I'm saying? Then that's your standard for friendship. You know what I'm saying? If you choose, if you don't choose a good spouse, then that's your standard. So we're not talking about standards. I'm talking about intrinsic behavior on male, on the on the male side and on the female side. This is what I'm talking about. Now, look. So one of your examples of that is how do I react to, um, you know, the death of someone that's close to me? I do not think that men and women intrinsically act, should act differently. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So it is scientifically proven. This is this is a scientific fact. You can look it up. That when women are on their menses, not only do they go through physical changes because their body's being cleaned out, but it, it, it can it can have an emotional and physical and, and, and psychological toll on them during that period because of what their body's going through. It has emo, it has an emotional effect on them because of what their body's going through. Men don't do that. They don't have that because they don't go through that. You see what I'm saying? That's an intrinsic difference. That's an intrinsic difference. You're describing a physiological thing. But it affects them emotionally as well. Well, it, 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 affects their bo- it affects their body chemistry. And it affects them emotionally as well. This how they how fact. they how they can all you gotta do is look into it. It's a scientific fact. It affects them emotionally as well. Right? It not only affects them their body, no, it affects them mentally. It affects them mentally. They have to go through this and it affects them mentally. Now they might not go crazy, but it, it, they have a mental shift during that period, right? This is proven, right? Men don't go through that. We don't do that because our body doesn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's a difference. That's a difference. If you catch her during that time, you might get somebody different than you're used to dealing with. Why? Because she's going through that. It's a difference. It's an undeniable difference. You know what I'm saying? Because she's going through that, it affects her emotionally, physically, psychologically. It affects her. You know what I'm saying? So when you deal with her during that time, 
you might get a different person. This is all I'm saying. Men and women are different. Just that alone is a difference. Women do that once every month until that period of, of their life is over, right? They do that once a month. Men don't do that. We never do that. That's a difference. Intrinsically, that's a difference. We can't make ourselves do that. They do it without making themselves do it. It's a difference. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Men and women are not the same beings. They're not emotionally or any other way. They're not. So tie, so to tie this back to, to the, the question that kicked us off, which was uh, you, you asked me if I thought it was masculine for a man to have a, a, an emotional reaction to the death of their son. How does how did how do we not not, not an emotional reaction because as I mentioned as, as as I mentioned at the beginning of the of the conversation, I mentioned about the prophet who went to see the mm -hmm. boy who was dying. That was an emotional reaction. Okay, it wasn't like he was stoic and you didn't see anything come from him. No, that's why the companion asked him, "What is this?" Because that he he had never seen him do that before. He had never seen him cry before, right? So he asked him, what is this? And then the prophet explained to him, this is from the mercy of God. You know what I'm saying? It affects the heart. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with shedding tears as long as we don't say anything against our Lord. That's what he told him. So it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with a man expressing emotion during times of sorrow and grief. No, but he can... It is not manly. Let me go. Let me let me stop and say this. Have you ever? This is my question. Have you ever read or seen any type of uh, religious text that was authentic, where any of those men, those prophets, those messengers, right? dealt with anything that was grief related like that. Where I mentioned before, he's going off, he's yelling, he's screaming, throwing stuff, grabbing stuff. Have you ever read that before, ever? I don't read anything that is from the Bible. Period. Okay, <laughs> well, that's not the only religious text, but what I'm saying is, is that I've never seen that. Yeah. I grew up a Christian, I've never seen that. I'm a Muslim now. I've never seen that. I've talked to many Jewish people. I've never seen it. I haven't seen that from them. You know what I'm saying? And those are those, I believe that those are the best men who you can emulate as far as masculinity is concerned. And I've never seen that from them. Okay, why haven't I seen that from them if it's okay? It's not okay. Is it possible that um, there was a way and that way evolves and that evolution has changed and will continue to change? Or do you think it should always be the way that it was uh, 5,000 no, years ago? Listen, there's certain mainstays in masculinity and they're never going to change. There's certain mainstays in masculinity that are never going to change. Yeah, we don't, we don't share that view. The, I see that. What yeah. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that I'm, I'm coming... I'm coming from a, a, a place where I can, 
I have I have a reference point. Whether you believe it or not, that's something else. But I do have a reference point. I I have a I have a blueprint that I can go to and say, okay, well, this is okay, but they they didn't do that. I have Adam. Is that you don't get a lot of his life, but you get some of it. You ain't say that from him when his when one of his sons killed his other son. That's not what he did. He didn't do that. And his son, one of his sons killed his own son. But he didn't do that. Why? Because men don't do that. Men kind of men kind of control themselves a little bit better. They, they do. They control themselves a little bit better. Why? Because they're men. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the issue. This is why I did the series. Because now people are trying to make other people believe that there's something wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing strange about that. No, men should do that. Men should control themselves a little bit better. They should. There's nothing wrong with it. And there's nothing wrong with a woman not controlling herself a little bit better in that situation. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make her less of a human. No. She's just being... Feminine. Nothing wrong with that. I like that. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I don't want to be like her. That's my point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like her in any way. No, I want to like her. I don't want to be like her. And I don't want her to be like me. You see, this is the point that I'm making here, Amos. You know? <laughs> I, I, I know we. I, there's nothing wrong with different. No, I love it. I love it. I think there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with different about the issue. All I'm saying is, is that let's move on to something else. We'll come (laughs) back to that. We'll come back. We'll come back. All right. So let's go to your work, the the last name, because we were talking before we came on. And we were talking about uh, a Schwarzfarb. Yeah. Right? So tell the people what you told me about this last name before we came on. So my last name is Schwartzfarb. There are, to, to my knowledge, there are only a handful of us right now in the world. They're all first or second cousins. And we don't know this for certain, but I, what we believe is that um, in Europe during the Black Plague, that my family's job was to go around door to door. And if the family had the black plague, we would paint a black stripe on their door so that the other families in the community would know that this family had the plague. And so we think that's where the name came from because there's lots of Schwartzes out there, Schwartz by itself, Schwartzmin, Schwartzberg, Schwartz, whatever. There's lots of Farbs out there. By itself um but but uh so we we don't know it to be true that's the rumor that has passed down from a few generations obviously all of those people died long long ago um but we believe that's what our family's job was during the plague in europe okay all right so have you ever tried to find out if this was true because you know I personally it's, pretty, it's pretty easy to find that out now yeah, I have not tried to find that out. My, I heard that from my uh, grandfather, 
who has passed away a long time ago, uh, 10 years ago. But that's, that was the extent of my trying to find it out. Okay, so why don't you try uh, Ancestry.com and see if you can get some, uh, get some feedback on it? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I suppose. I, I guess it. I just it, it's uh, to me. It's just a, a a name. I don't. You know. I don't know what. I'm not sure what I would learn from it other than yes, it's true. Or no, it's not true. You know what I'm saying is, if you do the ancestry.com, yeah, you're gonna get more than just that. You yeah. know, what I'm saying you're gonna get some other historical facts. You know, what I'm saying about your family. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying that you may not be aware of. Yeah. You know, that's what they do at, at, at ancestry.com. They yeah. give you, they, you know, they go back and they trace your family tree and they give you all these interesting facts, you know what I'm saying, that you may not be aware of about your family. And that might be one of them. That might not even come up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The Schwarzfall thing, you know, about the black, that might not even come up, but you might right. get some other stuff that you might be really, uh, be like, wow, you know, I didn't know this. You know, I didn't know my grandfather was this or my great great grandfather did that or my great great grandmother did this. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I, I, we wanted to do it. My family wanted to do it, but my family is too uh, uh, possessive. Meaning that if something, if something good came up, then someone in my family would claim that for themselves mm-hmm. individually. Yeah, and then if something bad came up, they would be like, "Nah, that that ain't come from us." That's the way my family is. So, so it would be it would be a constant if we felt whether it's good or bad, it would be a, a struggle, you know yeah. what I'm saying, dealing with it because that's the way my family is. So we decided against it. We uh-huh. said we might as well not do it because you know we got peace in the family now. So we let's keep it that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a couple of family members who are uh very curious and spend a lot of time on both sides of the family. So, you know, interesting things that have come up have come my way. I can't can't think of anything off the top of my head, but uh, I'm, that that's, yeah, not, I haven't spent the time there. That's all right. It's all right. All right, so, hey, Miss tell us when you start playing music, man, all this stuff. When did you start doing this stuff here? When did this uh, I started playing music when I was very young, um, grammar school, and then I stopped for a long time, and then I start, I sort of picked it up again maybe – Four or five years ago. Okay, so it's just a hobby. Are you are you putting stuff out? I mean, how's how's this going? You put out. Yeah, yes to both. It's a it's a hobby, and I'm in a band, and we are in the process of putting something out for the first time. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so when is this coming out? Uh, I think if all goes well, we'll 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 drop a single every six weeks starting uh, in September. For about six months, we've got a bunch of stuff recorded. Okay, so if you if you uh if you if your band what's the name of the band? Barking Stars. Okay, if your if if your band hits, you know, and somebody you know notices y'all, you you gonna give all this investment stuff up, ain't you? Uh, I maybe I don't know. I guess I, I'll I'll I uh, I I haven't approached it as uh, I'm trying for it to hit or not, I think all of the whole band, what we want to do is make really great music. That's authentic. And, and if so, yeah, I suppose if, if our, if, if we had an opportunity to do more of that and reach more people and they liked what we were doing, we would spend more time 
doing it. I like what I do professionally too. So to say I would give it up, I think I would probably try to figure out how to do some combination of the two until one of them was less or more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because th this right here, this, I told somebody recently, I said, I I'm, I'm never going to stop doing this. Yeah. Yes, you know, you're a creator too, right? Yeah, I'm never, I'm, I, I, I love yeah. it. Now, now what getting I want to have these is, awesome, authentic conversations, my version of that is getting together with my band and we're creating, you know, we're creating stuff that is out of the thin air. It's out of our brains and our hearts and our, you know, bodies and, and for people that come together, uh, you know, and watching that click is pretty magical. I get it. I get yeah. it, man. Yeah, I would never stop doing it. But what I want to do is I want to I want to start taking it on the road. Oh, cool. That sounds fun. That's 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 the end game. You know what I'm saying? Where I, I can go, I can get in touch with somebody that I want to interview and say, look, I'm coming down. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm, I'm bringing my crew. Yeah, you get to meet a lot of really cool people, I bet, doing this. Yeah, that's that's what that's how I want it. I want to I want to get it to when it's that level where, I, you know, we get in, you know, we get in or whatever one of those big bands or whatever, and we take our equipment and we go and visit, you know, whoever it is we're interviewing and we set up, you know. Yeah. You know, and maybe at a restaurant or at their crib or something like that and just shoot a, you know. Oh, it's just, amazing, man. You know, for, first step is just being able to see it, right? Yeah. Second step is starting to do it, which is this. It's amazing. I, I believe you will achieve it. I hope so, man, because this, yeah. is, this is my dream. I, I told them I used to practice. I used to practice in my bedroom. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, so I'm I'm from I'm from the projects, right? So I would I never told the guys that I was hanging out with that this this is something that I wanted to do because they would have they would have made fun of me. So I would practice in my bedroom. So I would be the interviewer, right? And I would be the guest. Uh-huh. Right. So I would ask myself questions and then answer. Love it. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You know, I, I was doing this like 12 years old, you know, so that's how I was practicing, you know. So I love doing this. There's, there's so nothing, cool. nothing like, but look, I want to go back to the, to I, the think you're, I think you're good at it. You've got a, you've got a really good knack for talking to people and making people feel uh, like they want to engage in a conversation. I love it, man. There's nothing like it. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Okay. Now I want to go back to the band thing because I saw this, this movie, uh, I saw it last month. It's called Begin Again. I don't know if you saw it. No, I haven't. I've been right. it. It's yeah. with um, uh, what is this child's name from uh? Man, I can't think of this child's name. She's from England. I can't think of her name. And the guy who was in um, um, Thirty Again, right? I can't think of his name. I can't think of anybody's name right now. But she was a singer, but she only played guitar. Oh, I know the movie. I didn't see it. I know the movie you're talking about. It looks, just, it looks really. It it's looks called really Begin good. Again. She like joined, like they were like both divorced or something, and they got together. To yeah, she had just, she had just, she was, she was still with the guy. She was still with the guy, but the guy, you know, he was a musician. Yeah, and uh, and they moved to New York. Isn't it a true story or based on a true? Story? I know exactly. No, what it's not. Based, what is the? Oh, Kira Knightley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kira Knightley was the girl. Right, so in um, I can't think of the guy's name. I can't think of his name. Saved my life. So he was a record producer. He was like a, a producer, agent, or whatever. So he went to this bar and he heard her singing this song on the guitar. Nobody in the bar was paying attention to her. 
right? Except him. Yeah. Right? So as she's singing, he started mentally adding the other instruments to her song, right? In the movie. It's, it's, it's a cool little movie. It, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. So yeah. he started adding the instruments to her song. And then after she finished, he went to her and was like, look, we got to work together. Right. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they start go- they got a band together and they start going around New York outside making their music. Uh-huh. Right. And the album became a hit, right? When they did it. So I just, you know, I just want you to like put this in your cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember seeing the preview for that movie and thinking that was one I wanted to check out. It, it is yeah, that. just it just is. put it in your cap. Maybe, maybe you bring it up to the band one day and say, where you at? What, what part of the country are you in? Me? I'm in Austin, yeah. Texas. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, so maybe you bring it up to the band one day, be like, look, man, you know, maybe we, you know, we should go outside and do some stuff, you know, outside. We bring our equipment outside one day, but we'll go to the park or something like this. Just bring it up to because I used I used to sing. Nice. You know, so in the projects, they used to bring the stuff out, you know, guys yeah. bring their band equipment. And I used to get on the mic. You know, I used to I used to love the whispers. Uh-huh. You familiar with the whispers? Uh, yeah, I don't know their music well. But yeah, yeah, I used to love the whispers, so I used to sing, you know, sing whisper songs and stuff like that. You know, got got a lot of girls' attention. Yeah, I got. <laughs> All right, man. All right, let's get to the question of the chapter, man. Let's get to this question, man, before we run out of time here. All right, so in this chapter, I want you. I want in this question, I want you to tell me who Amos is, without including what you do, how much money you make, your social status, or your looks. Okay. Those, eliminate those four things and tell me what I do, what my you do. status, my financial position, or looks. Or looks. Okay. Right. Yeah. Eliminate those four things and tell me who Amos Schwartzfarb is. Amos Schwartzfarb is a person who is uh, trying to make an impact on the world by bringing kindness and joy and encouragement uh, to everyone around him and is on a constant path of self-learning so that he can become the best person that he can be in all of his endeavors. That is who I am. I like it. Thanks, man. I like it, man. Yeah, I like it. All right. All right, a little little bit of rapid fire before we get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. A little rapid fire, man. Let's do it. All right. So if it was three people Three people you could have dinner with, dead or alive. Who would they be and why? Um, Jerry Garcia. You know who that is? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, special Ed. I don't know if you know who that is. I do. Yep. He's from New York. Yep. From Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
all at the same table or separately? Or does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. All the same or se separately. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever way you want to have dinner with them, you have a dinner with them. Yeah. Uh, and um, one of my grandfathers who passed away. Mm, okay. All right. Let's go back to special ed. Okay. Why special ed? I uh, I have been uh, infatuated with his music since I was a little kid. And um, like to this day, I can, you know, I know every word to, you know, a couple of his his songs. Um, you know, he was a couple of years older than me, grew up, I didn't know him, but grew up nearby. Um, so, would, you know, see, saw him, you know, perform a couple of times and then he disappeared. I got to see him again a few years back, but he disappeared for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I remember back then a combination of like the things he was saying, he was so creative in his, in his lyrics and his flow. And I never understood why he just disappeared. And so, you know, a combination of wanting to understand how his brain works to be able to do what he does and then not do it anymore. I think like I feel like there's a lot to learn there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought about yeah because he did disappear. Yeah, and he was uh, special. It was good. I, he was my, really good. One of the best. Yeah, that he was time. really good. Yeah, he was really yeah. good. Yeah. Matter of fact, I watched this show called uh, Expert Opinion, right? With mm -hmm. Matt Hoffa. They were talking about special ed a couple of a couple oh, of weeks no ago on the show. He was yeah. good. Yeah, a few, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I grew up on a lot of the hip hop from like the late 70s and early, early 80s. Yeah. And, uh, a few years back, uh, I guess it was probably like six years ago or seven years ago now, I got to see, a sh we live in Austin, but my wife and I flew to LA so just to see the show. We went because Special Ed was playing, but the lineup was un unbelievable. Now I think they're doing it all the time, but it was like Big Daddy Kane, Biz Marky, Special Ed, um, Eric B and Rakim. Um, wow. Yeah, it was it was it was wow. nuts. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. They had uh they had Ed Lover on last week. Oh yeah. Yeah, they did like two hours with Ed Lover. Nice. You know, you know who Ed Lover is, right? Oh yeah, dude, for yeah. sure. When yeah, I when I was when I was a little, little kid, you know, when I say when I was like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old, I would stay up at night on Friday nights and on uh on uh uh Oh my gosh, on not 987, 971. Mm -hmm. And I uh, DJ Red Alert goes berserk. I had boxes of tapes of his of of you know, I would stay up the TDK 90s, I'd hit play record, I'd wait 90 minutes, I'd flip it, play record, and then I'd go to sleep and I'd listen to the second side the next morning. <laughs> All, right. All right, we can stay on that for a minute. Yeah, because yeah. I used to be a hip hop head. All right, so if you could learn one skill instantly what would it be hmm. i would i would learn how to be a more rapid learner i i am not the fastest learner i am great at putting in the time and the discipline but it takes me a while i would like to be able to learn faster okay last one if you could recommend any book to people, what book would it be and why? Hmm. 
Oh man. Okay. I, it's not next to me. Otherwise I would show it to you. I'm reading it right now. There, so can I give you two? I said, give me, give me the, give me the one you read right oh, now. Yeah. The one I'm reading right now is called um, letting go. And the book it's written by this guy who is both a PhD and an, and an, and an MD uh, in psychology and um, uh, neuroscience. And it's the science and psychology around understanding ourselves better so that we can live a happier, more content life. Somebody just mentioned this book to me last week. So good. Yeah. Uh, it's really it hard Gina. to read. You have to read like little bits at a time and soak it in. Yeah, it was Gina Reggie. She mentioned that book to me. Oh, no way. Yeah, she yeah. did. I interviewed her and she mentioned that same book. Yeah. And she was just she was just like fascinated with this book. She was like, man, what he did with the book is just like it's crazy. Like, wow. Yeah, and, and it like tells you, like, you, this is why you think the way you think, and here's how you could think differently if you choose to. Wow. Yeah, I love it. Okay, what's the second book? Yeah, the other one's a really easy read. It's super thin. It's called How to Communicate Like a Buddhist. Um <laughs> yeah. okay, what's this about? Yeah, uh, uh it, it it's in some ways it's really similar, but basically it helps frame up why we talk to people the way we talk to them and why we hear things the way we hear them. And the general premise is um, in order to be a great communicator, not a good communicator, but a great communicator, it's to learn how to, to say, not to just say the words, but to say the words in the way that the person that you are trying to communicate with will understand what you are trying to say. So for example, I can just say, um, I'm hungry. Yeah, you might know what that means. But in order for me to say, can you imagine if you hadn't eaten for three days and you worked out every day, how your stomach would feel? That might be how you need to hear it, where someone else might just need to hear the words, I'm hungry. <laughs> so you're reading this now? No, I've read, I read that a long time ago, but it stuck with me. I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. We, we might have to revisit this masculinity thing, too. Matter of fact, I'm going to send this to you. Yeah, I'm going to When I get yeah. off, I'm going to send this. No, I, pre I appreciate the conversation. We don't have to share the same view. I appreciate No, we don't. No, we don't. Yeah. No, we don't. But that's one of the It reasons. doesn't make me less of a man. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. and this is, look, look, this is one of the reasons why I, want, I did the series is because I want people to start having conversations like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know... Uh, you know, I don't have a problem, you know, with uh, conversations like that. Matter of fact, I enjoy them yeah. quite a bit. But uh, we got to get ready to get out of here. I appreciate you coming on, man. I know you're busy, but I appreciate it. Yeah, and, I really uh, enjoyed it, man. Be good. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you too, man. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Heart Matters Podcast for relationship, spiritual, coaching, and resources go to the Heart Matters brand link tree, which is linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. That's linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. And we will see you again soon.